Today is day 188 of year 2021, and there are 177 days remaining until a year with three twos. The weather outside approaches three digits, and the property market in our area remains equally hot, but many are making attempts to cool it down. That's a general theme of Charlottesville Community Engagement, and today is the July 7th, 2021 edition. This is a program that's invested in a lot of protractors to try to cover all of the angles. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and ready to get going. In this edition of the program, Charlottesville City Council funds future action on Confederate statues, news on several key property transactions in the area, and federal help is on the way for Virginia's towns. Today's Patreon field shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that Lonnie Murray sent you. Let's get some news out before we get to the main part of today's show. Governor Ralph Northam has announced an additional $304.5 million in American Rescue Funds for the 190 towns in Virginia. Under Virginia's constitution, towns are municipal jurisdictions within counties that have their own form of local government. In this region, that includes Stannardsville in Greene County, the towns of Louisa and Mineral in Louisa County, and Scottsville, which is in both Albemarle and Fluvanna counties. I'll speak with the town manager of Scottsville in a later installment of the show to find out how they'll use their funding. Emmett Street near Ivy Road will be closed overnight tonight and the next two nights to relocate a natural gas pipeline from the west side to the east side of the road. According to a release, the work is being done as preparation work for the University of Virginia's Emmett Ivy Corridor project. The nighttime closure is also scheduled to take place on July 20th. The roadway is already under a partial daytime closure for the work which is expected to be completed by July 31st. You can learn more about that project on Civilpedia, and there's a link in the newsletter. Tonight, the design public hearing for a nearby transportation project will take place virtually at 6 p.m. This is for a smart-scale project known as the Barracks-Emmett Intersection, and it involves new turn lanes and other upgrades to the roadway, as well as a shared-use path that heads up Barracks Road. Details can be seen at barracksroadimprovements.com. If you're hoping to speak at the general public comment session at the Albemarle School Board meeting on Thursday, you may want to sign up now to get in the queue. According to a news release on the school system's communication page, the school board is limiting the number of speakers to 40 and will choose who gets to speak through a random lottery. That lottery will be conducted by John Zug, the clerk of the Albemarle County Circuit Court. Here's a bit from the release. Historically, school board agendas have set aside 30 minutes to hear public comments during business meetings, with each speaker provided up to three minutes. In recent meetings, however, the number of requests from people wishing to address the board during a meeting has exceeded two and three times that number, extending well into the time set aside to review or vote on business agenda items. 
A development firm has filed a request with Albemarle County to subdivide a 69-acre property south of the Fontaine Research Park to make way for a neighborhood of 73 single-family homes. Riverbend Development submitted the request for the Granger property, a piece of land that has long been the subject of speculation. Access to the site would be through Sunset Avenue Extended, with an emergency access point onto Stribling Avenue, which is restricted by a one-way railway underpass. The lots will each have a minimum of 20,000 square feet and 80 feet of road frontage, except in the case of lots along cul-de-sacs. This project will be consistent with the existing R1 zoning and the comprehensive plan designation of neighborhood residential density. No action is required by the Board of Supervisors, as this is known as as a ministerial review. Woodard Properties has purchased another couple of properties on Cherry Avenue, in an area currently zoned for mixed use. The company paid $1.55 million for two properties at 801 Cherry Avenue, both of which are currently vacant. That's just over 41% over the 2021 assessment. In April, Woodard Properties paid $3.1 million for the Cherry Avenue Shopping Center and five vacant properties behind it. Now it's time for a reader-supported public service announcement. The Friends of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library are having a warehouse sale at Albemarle Square Shopping Center on Friday, July 9th through Sunday, July 11th from 10 to 6 each day. There will be fiction, mysteries, sci-fi and fantasy, cookbooks, military, biographies, young adult and children's books. There will be a capacity limit of 80 shoppers. Proceeds benefit the Regional Public Library System, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library, serving Charlottesville, Albemarle, Green, Louisa and Nelson. Whenever a plan becomes known for what will happen to the Confederate statues in two Charlottesville parks, funding will be there to cover at least some of the costs. Charlottesville City Council took action this morning at a special meeting on a resolution to allocate $1 million to the effort, which would be a legal action given a ruling this spring by the Virginia Supreme Court that the two statues are not protected war memorials. Council voted on June 7th on a resolution to ask groups if they had interest in taking ownership. Here's city manager Chip Boyles. Our 30-day window um, for considering um, statue um, relocation is coming to a close very shortly. And so we wanted to make sure to have funding in place to be able to address that. So far, there have been eight inquiries from entities interested in taking on the statues. The resolution voted on by council today also covered the Lewis, Clark, and Sacagawea statue on West Main Street. This is just putting funding in place so that we can either um, remove, store, or cover uh, any or all of the three statues. Boyle said council will have to approve any transfer of ownership. The funding allocated today could cover the costs of relocating or covering the statues, actions which by themselves would not require a vote by council. Councilors did not make any comments before the vote. In the public comment period afterwards, art historian Malcolm Bell said council should not treat the Lewis, Clark, and Sacagawea statue the same as the Confederate statues. The Lewis and Clark Sacagawea monument is an important work of art by a well-known artist. It is also completely innocent of the accusations that have been made against it. 
Council directed staff to come up with a plan to remove that statue in November of 2019. Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker said the request came directly from Sacagawea's descendants. If people go back and look at that um, 2019 meeting, we didn't just make this decision and tried to be really thoughtful about making the decision. I guess that's my comment um, by bringing Sacagawea's descendants here. Council also held first readings on three resolutions for which there were not fully detailed staff reports. Boyles said the items were urgent matters. The first was an appropriation of nearly $2 million from the American Rescue Plan Act funds. The city of Charlottesville will be the recipient of just uh, approximately $19 million that's divided over a two-year period. Right now, what we're recommending is um, for community support that we go ahead and and approve on July 19th funding for the Peace in the Streets program, which is a, um, a neighborhood support program. And likewise, the mentoring at Lugo McGinnis Academy. Uh, These are both conscientious capitalist programs. Other funding in this appropriation includes $300,000 for the Legal Aid Justice Center for an eviction diversion program, as well as $811,000 for emergency assistance for families through the Pathways program. $250,000 in support for small businesses, and $200,000 in safety improvements at the City Hall lobby. We will do community engagement. There will be a public hearing at your July 19th uh, on this matter. And as we said earlier, we'll be able to provide a written presentation on this to you uh, ahead of time. Council also took first reading on a resolution to use funds to provide bonuses to encourage more people to apply as bus drivers for both the school system and Charlottesville area transit. Boyles said the school system needs about 30 drivers to operate, but is well below that figure at the moment. We do have the ability to, um, through additional routes, get by with about 14 drivers and we currently have nine drivers uh, with the, the school year right upon us. This is not unique to Charlottesville or Albemarle or Virginia. This is a national epidemic um, that, that's occurring all over. The resolution proposes a $2,400 bonus for new drivers, as well as enhanced health benefits for school bus drivers. Participants would get that bonus over a nine-month period, and existing drivers would also get the amount to encourage them to stay on the job. A similar bonus will go for cat drivers to prevent people from quitting that job to drive a school bus instead. If approved on July 19th, the program would last for two years. More details on all of that will come before us before the July 19th meeting. And that's it for today's installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you again for listening to this uh, look at what's happening in the area. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Not sure of the topic. There is a big piece coming up uh, that will recollect the Seville Plans Together initiative discussion with the Charlottesville Planning Commission from earlier this month. Uh, Not quite sure when that will come out. It is summertime, and I'm taking a slight break from putting something out every day. But of course, the goal will be to be back to more regular programming uh, as time uh, moves on. If you have enjoyed this program and if you have continued to enjoy this program for a while,
while, do consider some sort of financial contribution. You can do that through Substack, which will uh, be matched by the company Ting. So if you kick in at $5 a month or $50 a year or $200 a year, the company Ting will match that amount, um, which is fantastic. They are the sole commercial sponsor for this program. You can also contribute through Patreon, um, which is a way of just generally funding the research that I do each and every day to be able to put this all together for you. Uh, I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I will be back uh, very soon, as I said, with another program. Now it's time to get back to work. Stay cool out there and uh, uh, take care of yourselves and take care of your neighbors. Um, That's how we're going to get through this world. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.